0: Hello, welcome to the Gentle Rebel Podcast, where we're all about playing with ways to navigate life's harsher edges with a spirit of compassionate creativity. I'm Andy Morton, a sound artist, songwriter and slow coach, and I love poking and unpeeling the potential of gentleness in everyday life. Gentleness that stands with a firm back and a soft front, courageous and aware, patient and abundant, not forcing what needs to grow or rushing the things that require time. Music washes away from the soul, the dust of everyday life. Berthold Auerbach. Music brings us home, in time, within ourselves, and in connection with other people. It gives rise to voice, dance, and healing. As Leonard Bernstein said, it can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable. In this episode, I want to talk about how I find a sense of home in music and what it means to develop a creative processing practice as a way of finding our way through the noise and the chaos of a world that doesn't always make sense or feel particularly accommodating. I've been thinking about these ideas after a, a pop up cotter happening that we had in The Haven last weekend, when I sat behind my piano, played a few songs, and talked about my relationship with music you know, where different songs um, emerged from through the years, and how I use creativity as part of the deep processing I do um, in my life, I suppose, as a highly sensitive person. It's one of the reasons. I think of music as home because it's somewhere I've always gone to since I was a child and it provides a solid anchor for connecting with myself, uh, for sort of expressing and processing emotions that I struggle to otherwise put into words and to follow the creative threads that uh, kind of drive my inner noticings. And so in this episode, I want to share some of the things that I've been reflecting on, thinking about this week um, after that. Happening around the idea of uh, traveling home through music, and consider ways that all quietly reflective and sensitive people can can really use this stuff and use a creative practice to uh, to begin to express, to process our experiences and engagement uh, in the world. And so, uh, one of the beautiful things about that session that we had was that it felt like a, a live and real example of something that we. Um, maybe reflect on and talk about quite a lot. You know, it was like a tangible manifestation of the deep processing that we talk about around um, sensory processing sensitivity and high sensitivity and all that stuff. Um, because I really had the opportunity to talk about the context of different songs that I've written over the years. You know, where where do songs come from? How did they emerge? Um, some of them I remember really, really well. Um, the writing practice but i realized as i was talking about um one of them in particular empire of the soul i was like i don't i don't remember writing this i don't remember the that sort of bridge between the time where it didn't exist and the time where it became um you know a song and i i don't think i'd fully appreciated also how important that process um has been for me until I was thinking about and responding to questions from people who were were there. Um, And we were kind of exploring, you know, the idea of um, creative process and practices and things like that. And and where that has all fitted in with, with my relationship uh, or in my relationship with music over the years, I could sense the thoughts and feelings, breathing life into the songs as well, as I spoke about them. And so then when I played them, I was like, whoa. I had this like raw reconnection this 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 excitement this real uh sense of emotional uh oneness I suppose with with the songs as i was as I was playing them incidentally if you want to uh catch up with that uh session it's it's it was recorded and it's available inside the haven so uh, you're more than welcome to to come and join and um you'll find it there but one of the yeah one of the things about about writing and recording and performing music is the more familiar you become with with a song or with a track, with a piece of music, the further you kind of might drift away from that point of creation. So experiences like that, like the the Cotta happening, it's really nice to um, occasionally come back to the heart, to reconnect with uh, where something came from. Um, I guess, you know, coming home to, to it, coming home to that song, in a sense. And so we had a great chat as well about how we talk about uh, creative work, whether it's a song or art or uh, poetry, you know, writing, anything really. Um, it's something I've always been quite wary of, you know, explaining a song's meaning when someone asks what it's about. Now, I've had songs ruined by songwriters who divulge too much um, particular detail about a song. You know, this is about this, this situation that I was in and it's about how we can all overcome exactly the same thing in this. In this uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, but like, you know when it happens because it d- diminishes, it shrinks the experience of the, um, of the engagement with the creativity because it's squeezed along this narrow path of definition. You're told, like, this is the purpose of this song. This is what it means. And this is the only way of interpreting it um, and receiving it. But as we discovered in the Cotter, it can expand and enhance the experience of a song when you hear the right explanation, when you hear the right kind of story that's connected with it. Um, You don't need to have lived the story in order to understand it. Just like we connect with novels and poems and movies that tell a story that sort of speaks to the humanity beneath the experience. It speaks to something deeper um, than this This kind of one way of interpreting um, this very specific, narrow path. We can impl- We can apply it to our own feelings, to our own experiences, to things that don't directly correspond to it, but, you know, it gives us something to work with. It speaks to something that we do get, something about the... Maybe the bittersweet ache at the heart of existence, connecting through points of shared longing and loss and curiosity. And I think this is part of what makes music a home. It's a place of connection and resonance. But what else do I mean when I describe music in that way? Music as coming home. And is this the case for other people too? I think... To start with, music brings us home in time. In the episode about uh, the disappearance of ritual, we explored this idea of ritual bringing us home in time. In the same way a building might be a home in a physical space, rituals like celebrations, festivals, holidays, give us a consistent anchor that allows us to, to feel grounded at home in time. And music is a big part of ritual. There is always music when people gather for things like festivals, weddings, funerals. We might sing. We might listen to performances. We might experience lament through the use of sound. We recognize music and experience a connection through time, maybe to specific songs, to artists, to genres. Pieces of music can take us to a place of deep anchoring. We can feel full of nostalgia that makes us both kind of enjoy and also lament the passing of time. Music can take us to points we would rather not remember. Maybe it reminds us of a lost relationship, a, a dark time in our life or an experience we would rather sort of forget. So I say it brings us home in time because it, anchors us, doesn't it? Like other senses that have a strong link to memory, sound is particularly evocative in that way. It brings the past into the present and it also makes the present a future kind of significant anchor. The second thing music does is bring us home in ourselves, not just if you create it, but in how we use it. We all are part of the creative process when it comes to music, I believe. There's been a huge increase in the popularity of uh, kind of uh, uh, instrumental music, like quite ambient music and sounds to help with, uh, whether it's mindfulness and meditation or, um, you know, kind of music to work to or focus on something else with, like background music. Um, And music gives us a pathway back to a state of uh, nervous system regulation. It can help us slow down. It can help us breathe out. It can help us release stuff in healthy ways. But it's the same with other ways of experiencing music too. You know, dancing, singing, going to a concert, kind of losing yourself in the moment of music. I think it's that sense of losing ourselves in music that allows us to find the parts of ourselves that get lost in the stories that we tell ourselves at the level of ego. We transcend language when we engage with music. I used to absolutely love euphoric trance music as a, I I suppose a genre of music that really stirred my soul, really gets me going. Um, But it's also not one that I would listen to critically because I want to produce it. It's not one that I'm listening to with the ear of a musician. It's one I just, uh, yeah, I could just lose myself in. I didn't go clubbing often, but when I did, and it was euphoric trance night, I was gone, you know, watching Faithless at Glastonbury 2002. Still one of those standout performances for me, uh, not because of the performance necessary, but because of the music, because of, of that connection that I had in that field with that sound. And then there's the coming home to ourselves through the creation of music. Maybe we can think of it as the collaboration with music that we all do. Dancing, singing along, just losing ourselves in it. Or it might be writing, producing, performing it. But we all engage in that process. We all come to music through that creative, collaborative um, uh, spirit. The journey home through music, not something that we consume, but something that we create with. We've kind of been taught that idea of consuming this stuff, but I find that a really horrible way of thinking about the world. You know, everything being a transaction in a sense, extracting value rather than contributing to it. Creativity is about adding to a world that's been taught to extract. We've learned to divide ourselves across the line between production and consumption. This is, I guess one of the concerns I have with generative AI advancements, I'm not sure we're ready to live with it as humans because we've gradually eroded our humanness anyway to become robotic productivity machines ourselves. Unless we begin with the understanding that creativity is not about a product, it's about a way of processing our messy experience of life as humans, we're going to be chained to this binary divide between consumption and production for a long time to come. There's a question over whether or not AI can be creative. I've seen this discussion happening quite a lot. We often come at it purely from a, a productivity perspective, don't we? Asking whether it can come up with original material. And that's seeing creativity as like the creation of something that is unique and different. And so we're focused in that sense on the outcome. I think it's quite a narrow definition of of what we're talking about. Creativity as process is separate from creativity as outcome. It's how we process the trauma and anxiety of existence. It's how we learn about who we are and what it means to be alive. It's how we connect, collaborate and survive together. Survival not merely as avoiding getting killed and passing on our genes through procreation, but survival as experiencing, encountering and exploring the worlds that exist within us, allowing the worlds that exist within us to come to life. We have imaginations, incredible things, and yet we've tethered them to capital in a way that means they're only valuable if someone can extract profit from them. This is the antagonism that sits at the heart of the idea of the difficult second album. Suddenly, as a creator, you're faced with the exciting opportunity to succeed in some sense. And unlike the freedom of the first album, this one has people waiting for and expecting a specific type of output. It needs to be kind of the same. It needs to be on brand, in keeping with what came before. Don't take risks. Be familiar. And we see this on social media all the time. People putting the brakes on. Their imaginations, putting their brakes on who they are. The flowing, abundant, fertile, imaginative, creative world bustling into life inside them. They use three colours, two fonts, and all their photos look exactly the same. Building familiarity and brand recognition. Of course, I get it. It works. Like It's something that is quite important when it comes to building a brand in that sense. But that's what it is. It's mechanical It's machine-like, it's robotic. AI can hop on and replace that. No problem. Great. Will it be too late for our untethered imaginations by then? I'm not pointing fingers here. This is a mirror pep talk. Something I'm constantly grappling with, thinking about. And You know, just keep coming back to this idea. Gentle rebellion is about claiming our imagination, claiming the space where our imagination lives and thrives and is separate, is independent from the pressure and from the allure of capital and money and all of these other things that sort of take us away from ourselves, take us away from our uh, individual imagination, our collective imagination. Anyway, it's a bit of a tangent. Back to coming home through music. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we don't need to be musicians to be part of this. As humans, we express ourselves through music all the time. We connect with rhythm and tone in everyday life, all of us. Music gives us a road home to ourselves. We turn emotion and experience into our creative offering, whether that's writing a song or simply resonating with it. Music creates us as we create it. That's why we connect to music from our formative years and so many people talk about the music they grew up with as real music, quote unquote, because there's some sense of it being part of what created and infused the real me, a raw version of me, the creative flow beneath the stories we come to believe about ourselves, what it means to be us, the things that then cloud the access to our imagination. The direct line of connection that just gets you when you feel the music. You can't pretend to be moved or to be not moved by music. Not to yourself anyway. If you're moved, you're moved. Even if it's music that you're not supposed to be moved by or you're not supposed to like for whatever reason. You can't help it and nor should you. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Use it. And the third thing music does is brings us home in community. This links to the idea of home in time and the role of music in anchoring us through things like rituals and festivals. But there is also something about the more spontaneous and less predictable aspects of music that reinforces and solidifies a sense of home in connection, in community with other people. For me personally, it's the moment of realization that sharing what I created can be meaningful to others as well it matters to other people not in the sense of like oh i'm trying to get people to listen to my stuff it's like no actually it lands in a way that enhances the life of another person i love hearing what my songs have meant to other people how they've landed in other people's lives helped them through a dark time i've had stories of people who used them as anchors during illness grief as motivation to keep them focused on uh, something that's really important to them. People have talked to me about how they've soundtracked certain endeavours, commutes, and they've come to equate a particular song with a particular meaningful moment, often as an unexpected combination of experience. Someone said they were walking across a bridge and the words from one of my songs landed at this, at this perfect time that sparked an answer to a problem they'd been trying to figure out for months. And so it's what it's all about, the unanticipated connections bringing us together in weird and wonderful ways. Stories like this are what really encourage me to share my music with other people, with the world, knowing that once it leaves my grasp, songs can go and water other people's lives in ways that I can't predict or control. That somehow feels uh, kind of beautiful because it's not about me, it's about us it's about the music it's about you know just letting this thing go and letting it be what it wants to go and be or what it needs to go and be you know songs are not mine to possess they're not mine to control i think sometimes we might forget this uh people do forget this with creative endeavors making things too personal getting very defensive and clingy to stuff um maybe that's what we were talking about with the meaning part it might mean something to me, but that's not what it means. <laughs> I don't have a monopoly on the meaning. It's the difference between a a point of view and a pointing to. We create through a perspective. Everything comes from a single point of view, a subjective human lens. I can't create anything from anywhere except myself. So my music is a reflection of that. It's a reflection of my point of view, deeply wedded to who, where, how and what I am. From there... It just kind of flows out and it will land with the listener's point of view. If I point them to my way of seeing the world and say, you know, this is you should see everything just like me. This is how things should be seen. Um, Then I'm shrinking both of our worlds or at least bouncing off one another like brittle balls or marbles. But if this is about sharing something, expanding something, emerging through my point of view, we can expand our worlds and actually create a whole new world together. More like a kind of morphing ball of swirling gas and dancing vapour. We come home together to a place we never even knew existed. But it's safe, it's connected, it's interesting, it's open, it's expansive, and it's freaking beautiful. That's what I loved about the Cotter. It was a collective experience. It felt like more than me performing songs. It was music stirring the souls of others. We're gonna do it again for sure. Um, I think the next one will be at the end of this, uh, our autumn season. We're going to do it a few times a year. Um, so if you're listening to this and feeling like, yeah, I, w- I want some of this. This is this sounds quite cool. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but it sounds like a balm for my soul. Uh, you're right, it is. <laughs> uh, it is for me anyway. Uh, but if you, if you fancy that, come and join us in the Haven. It'd be really great to hang out with you and we can uh, talk about more of this stuff. I love just exploring this. Uh, these are these sorts of ideas and this, yeah way of engaging with the world and things. Um, so, yeah, you're always welcome. It's our little village of refuge and connection. Um, go to the hyphen uh, haven dot co the um, dash haven H A V E N dot co. And I will be waiting to welcome you in. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes as well. If uh, that has been unclear in your ears. Um, so I want to finish this with some words that i wrote as i prepared um, for our session for our cotter i was thinking about the way i used to see music as a kid the magic of it how mesmerized i was by instruments sounds and the energy of a performance by being able to capture a song a moment a mistake on record, and for it to be there forever for everyone to hear. I found myself, seven or eight years old, on an empty stage, in the calm between the chaotic preparations and the moment of performance. Waiting, anticipating, expectant. Microphones are like trees reaching above the fog. Cables the overground roots and shoots connecting the ecosystems of creative potential. The magnificent curves and contours of instruments. Few straight lines and clinical edges. The light bounces, glistens and reflects. Twinkling in the trees, calling to me, inviting. The light is absorbed by wooden casings and the dark mesh on a wall of amplifiers. I'm at home here. Before the performance there is stillness, expectancy, possibility. Waiting, wandering, anticipating. What will happen? I walk over to the drum kit and pick up my sticks. Something comes to life as the wooden batten connects with the centre of the head. I feel it in the depth of my being. It makes my stomach ripple with fearsome wonder. The most terrifying and awesome instrument. What a sound. What a feeling. To externalise the rhythm I feel within. To turn outwards the ball of energy that wants to find a way to escape me. To express me. To envelop me. I'm home.